Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. Now go with me in the minor prophet Amos, Amos chapter 9. Amos chapter 9. Minor prophet Amos chapter 9, please. Verse 13. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the trader of grapes, him who sows the seed. The mountains shall drip sweet wine, sweet wine, I'm sorry, sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. Usually takes 10 to 15 years to produce a sweet wine. But when the hand of God, the God that is outside time, touches you, things that would take 15 to 20 years can come to pass in a snap of a finger, in a blink of an eye, in a year of acceleration. We start this series in December 31st. And in the next six to seven weeks, we want to accelerate things in your life. We want you to have faith to bring into substance all the promises that were hovering upon your life for years. I'm going to repeat that. There are some promises that are just in your mind, in your spirit. You felt that promptness. You received that prophetic word years ago. And they are hovering. They are upon your life, but they never came into substance. Get ready. 2022 is a year of acceleration. The title of my message today in this series is Enjoying What Jesus Deserves. Let's pray. Father, fill this room, Holy Spirit, with revelation. God, we open our hearts and minds. We know that when you release your powerful, infallible, inerrant word, it comes to pass. This is not an encouraging, positive message. This is the living, powerful word of God. And now, God, we want to nest. We want to surround and cherish this word in our hearts with faith as we receive it. In Jesus' name, the whole church said, Amen. And amen. Now, maybe you wonder, Pastor, how is this even possible? You guys are affirming that God will make the guy that prepares the soil to plant the seed to be overtaken by those that reap the harvest. Why Amos was capable there to say such a thing? That the God, come on, Amos 9, that the guy that was plowing the soil, preparing the terrain, was being overtaken, will be ran over by the reaper. How was it even possible the guy that was preparing the soil for the grapes now have sweet wine dripping out of the mountains? How this is even possible? It's because our God... Is a, God, is a God outside the time. It's, it's hard for you to understand. And in that sense, I thank God that my mom invested in my reading habit. 
I was a comic books addicted boy. I was raised reading Superman, Spider-Man, more specifically, the world of X-Men. So Marvel Universe was something that I knew much beyond before you could even watch any of the Avengers movie. And one of the benefits when you are exposed to comic books is that you learn about worlds. You learn about dimensions. You learn about possibilities. If something outside the time could happen. And we learn this in the Bible. This is not something that Stanley invented. This is something that the Bible invented. The Bible actually tells us that our God that never had a beginning, the eternal God. And I know in your little tiny brain that is chronological and is very limited by when you began in this world and you're already counting your days when you're going to die, you can imagine something that never had a beginning. But our God is in the Kairos time. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, in a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but it is patient toward you. Not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Say amen, everybody. Now, Peter is quoting here this amazing psalm, Psalm 90. Psalm 90, verse 4. For a thousand years in your sight are but a yesterday when it is past. Interesting, because while in the old covenant, the timing of a thousand years is compared to a vigil in the night. In the New Testament, Peter shortened even more. He says, for God is a matter of a day, an hour, or as a watch in the night. Now you say, Pastor, I still don't understand. You don't understand, but you know in your spirit that this is truth. One of the ways to understand this out-of-time perspective of God is what the psalmist in Psalm 84 wrote. It says, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Now, if you were ever in love with someone, you know that the measurement of time is relative. One thing is when you have your hand over the burning fire. For you, my friend, one second is like a thousand years when your hand is on the fire. But if you are with the person you love the most, one thousand years is just like a day. Are you guys with me? Because this perspective is what the Lord wants to bring us. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, verse 12, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Now, we want to enter that dimension. The dimension where time is shrink. 
The time is accelerated. And the Lord is inviting us to trust in Him. To walk not only in a positional righteousness, but into a walk of righteousness. Let me explain this. Yesterday, January the 1st, me and my family, we woke up cleaning up the house. We gave the house a deep clean. But if you go to my house, you're probably going to notice anything. Because the only deep clean we made was in the mess up drawers. You know the one I'm talking about. All those drawers that you stack things inside, waiting that they will disappear. They will go to some other dimension one day. They were going to put it everything there. So we clean and we organize the silverware drawers. We actually throw it away a lot of junk that we were accumulating for no reason at all. And you go in the house, you don't notice anything apparently changed. But who dwells in that house? Our lights became much better, much lighter. Now we find things faster. Now things in the house happen faster. Mainly when you have boys in the house and they need to find things, finally they can find things. You ask them and they find it. You don't lose time. Look, walk uprighteously. Walking the righteousness of God means that. Is that fixing, that deep clean of God inside of you. People outside are not going to notice. Nobody needs to know you made that deep clean. But inside of you, things are in the right place. You have an emotion settled. You are in peace with God and with yourself. You have your mind sharper to start 2022. That's why things will be faster in your life. Come on, somebody. Now, I challenge my boys, and they are here to be witness. I'm not lying. And it was a simple idea. You know, sometimes simple steps can shift things in your life. So they are, we are living in this house since 2020, uh, 2018. And they have their fixed rooms. So I suggested, why don't you guys do something new this year? Why don't you guys flip the rooms for one year? Just to give yourselves a sense of a new. And for my surprise, they were both very excited for the new room they were having in this new year. Both of them was very excited. I don't know what you're going to do it, but maybe you just need to change your hairstyle. Maybe you need to finally, you know, make that commitment to go to gym again. And I'm saying, this, don't, nobody needs to know this, pay attention, this deep clean that is happening inside of you. The Bible says, and again, in Psalm 84, verse 12, uh, verse 11, no good thing God withholds from those who walk uprighteously. Amen. Amen. Let's dive in the Word of God. Now, I want you to understand this timing of God because uh, without this discernment, we run great risk. Now, uh, I, I believe the Lord is giving you a special gift. Okay, in the time of the, in the Old Testament, we have the 12 tribes. In many parts in the Old Testament, you find these 12 tribes with different skills, abilities. They were masters in specific areas. One example is the tribe of Benjamin. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles that they were masters in dealing with a bow, arrow, and a slingshot. They were capable, take a look over here, and to manage that, that weapons with both hands, right and left. 
in Judges chapter 20, even dares to say that they were they had such an amazing capacity into throwing stones through the with a slingshot that whatever they were using left or right hand, look what it says in verse 16. Everyone could sling a stone at a hair and not miss. Imagine you having this kind of aim, this kind of superpower, this kind of capacity that whatever you aim, you hit it. Whatever you are looking for, you're going to achieve it. We are from the tribe of Benjamin. We are capable to aim our goals and they are not become just words of affirmation, but they become achieved goals. They become fulfilled and come to pass in our lives. So we are skilled with this mighty, powerful spiritual gift. Now, there was another tribe, the tribe of Issachar, and this tribe also had this superpower, this capacity that was special of them. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32 says, of Issachar, man who had understanding of the times. Say with me, Issachar, men and women who had understanding of the times. Do you have understanding of the times in your life? Are you discerning the season in your life? And look what he says, what for? What is the goal to have such a gift, such a talent of the times to know what the nation, Israel, ought to do. So here's the question. Do you know what to do in 2022? What you are supposed to set in your mind, in your heart, in 2022? The Bible says that we are of the tribe of Issachar. This is not just stories for us to admire. This is inspirations for us to take hold in possession. God you gave us this ability to discern, to understand the times. I discern opportunities. I'll see doors being opened for me. God, I don't know how, but I perceive an opportunity coming up. God, I discern the times in my life. Now, as a movement, Vine Church as a movement, we weren't one of the pioneers in small group uh, emphasis around the world. We also uh, became these preachers with the emphasis on the gospel of grace. And we understood that these times of God were, were windows of opportunity. Now we perceive that in the following years, God will speed things up. God will accelerate things for us. But you have to discern the times. You say, Pastor, but I don't have this ability. This seems so prophetic. This seems so spiritual. Don't dismiss this discernment. You must have this talent. If you don't have it, just ask the Lord. God, open my eyes. I want to see what you have prepared for me. King David, he was resting. He was lingering one afternoon. He was sleeping until evening. In other words, probably he was not doing much good in the previous day. He was partying. I'm sorry, I don't want to condemn anyone. I know some of you guys moved to the new year partying. 
and you think that that's the best way to do it, let me say something. Set a goal for 2022. When we're going to cross you next year, set a goal that you're not going to be parting when it's time for war, when it's time for you to battle, when it's time for you to consecrate your family in your ear. And the problem with uh, King David, let's go over there, 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, is that he was meant to be in the war. Look what it says. In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, King David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. In other words, the city was empty. So yesterday my wife tried to buy something, uh, but all the city was empty. Everybody was sent somewhere else. There was no one in the streets. Such a weird way to see United States, right? Like doors of the stores closed. So strange. And they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David, pay attention, remained at Jerusalem. Why? What were you doing in Jerusalem, King David? The kings were in battle. Was a time of battle. And you know what happened when you do not discern the times in your life? We know this story. It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house. Seriously, afternoon is not time to wake up. My boys knows that. You don't wake up after noon. Wake up before noon. Before noon is morning. If you're waking up after noon, something went wrong last night. And we have to talk about it. So David was waking up after noon. And you know, in a time of battle, because David did not discern that timing in his life, he saw from the roof a woman bathing. And that woman was very beautiful. Everybody knows the rest of the story, right? Everybody knows the rest of the story. Bathsheba got pregnant, murder, killing, adultery, immorality, terrible things, terrible things. If you want to move forward in your ministry, in your business, in your relationships, you must discern your times, your seasons. Ask the Lord for this. Pastor, but I feel that I had this pulling back. I feel that I was dragged back years. 2020, 2021 was terrible. I feel stuck. The problem is that it seems that these two years I was, instead of moving forward, I was stepping backwards. Yes, but the Lord is just pulling you back. As an archer with his bow and arrow, pulling you back. As like a, a, a kid that is using his pullback little car toy. When God releases you, things will be accelerated. And don't think that these past two years, 2020 and 21, was a resistance made by conspiracists, by governments, and these global leaders. There is this attempt to resist the body of divinity, the body of Christ. Ultimately, the center of the world is not what G12 
G20, G5, whatever group you can call, or the most rich people, SP500, decided to be. The center of this world is the body of Christ, is the church. All this attempt was an attempt to uh, stop hindered you hinder us as a church but what we were pulled back in the past two years God is unleashing is releasing us to go faster like we never went before but you need to know this you need to get yourself ready for this now some of you guys are gonna wonder pastor is this uh, is this true like can we really expect this shortened things taking place in our lives 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For our sake, He made Him to be seen, who knew no sin, so that in Him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Why we can expect things that Jesus deserves. Why can we expect to enter in the time dimension of God? Because Jesus took our place in the cross. Now we identify ourselves with His position. That should be a base for our faith and hope. We must believe, and when we can't believe, now we are hindering this manifestation. But when I expect good things, when I have the right hope in the Word of God, when I have the biblical hope, I know things are accelerated in our lives. Why? Because the basis, because one of the ingredients for genuine biblical faith is hope. Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 1, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now, we are exposed to so many what to do in 2022, things that we are meant to set as a goal. However, the gospel is about what Jesus did and now what he deserves to receive. It's not about positive thinking. It is biblical hope. It's this holy expectation of good things. But I am assured. I am convinced. I'm totally secure. This is not only an expectation. This is a firm conviction. And that's why I can expect to receive surprising blessings. Let's remember the story of Acts chapter 3. The beggar was at the door of the temple, waiting to receive some alms, some money. If he had good expectation, he said, you know what? Usually I receive daily about 10 to 30 bucks, 10 to 30 dollars. But today I have this good expectation. I think I'm going to go back home with 12 uh, with $200 in my pocket. And so he has this expectation. And he receives $200. Now the next day he says, you know what? It worked yesterday. So maybe today I can expect to receive $500. He 
And he wasted all his time in the front of the temple, receiving alms, receiving money as a beggar. And he goes back home with $500. Wow, he was working. But one day, Acts chapter 3, verse 2, a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. That is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the table. St. Peter and John, about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. Maybe it was the day that he thought he was going to go back home with $1,000. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting, say with me, expecting. Say with me, expecting, expecting to receive something from them. Now, what was him expecting to receive? Alms, money. Maybe will be the day of a thousand dollars. And he looked to these guys, and these guys were so like positive. Something different came out of their eyes that he could believe for a thousand dollars offering. Verse 6, but Peter said, I have no silver and gold. So you can see his face just come down, right? What? I thought I would receive $1,000. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Oh, my friend, that was much better than $1,000. Much better than he could ever even imagine and ask. Our building came to us pretty much like that. We had this word of faith in our hearts. We were praying, believing, but never really emphasizing. And I remember when the connection happened with Southside Church for us to acquire this property. Uh, it was so surprising that we wonder, why God, you did not even allow us to pray for it. Yet there are some areas in our lives that God would not allow us to pray for because even praying, you're going to think that you deserved because you prayed. You deserve because of your righteousness, because of your godliness. The beggar did not leave his house that day expecting healing. He was thinking on money, but he returned home walking. And that's the kind of hope the Lord is stretching us to turn into faith. What kind of hope is that? What kind of expectation is that for 2022, Pastor? Is the expectation to receive everything that Jesus deserves. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Because as Jesus is... So, also are we in this world. We are in Him. And therefore, everything that Jesus deserves is rightfully ours. And you say, oh my goodness, this is bold, Pastor. Yeah? Because Jesus identified with us, now it's time for us to identify with Him. And I know it's hard for you to get that. And that's why... The opening 
of the chapter that compares curses and blessings. It starts with blessings. And the kind of blessings God promises in Deuteronomy chapter 28 is this. And all these blessings, say with me, all these blessings. Say again, all these blessings. Look what the Bible says. Shall come upon you and overtake you. Oh, this reminds me the prophetic word we had received, Pastor. Amos chapter 9, saying that the plowman will be overtaken by the reaper. Yes, yes. The blessings of God will overtake you. The message version says, the blessings of God will come down on you and is spread out beyond you. NIV version says, the blessings of God will come on you and accompany you. New English translation says, all these blessings will come to you in abundance. Come on, somebody. If you believe, say a good amen in this house. So again, again, it is not a matter of merit. It's not a matter of deserving. It is Jesus' worth. His merit that is at stake. And I know our tendency as religious mindset people is to think that what we can do to receive the blessings. But Jesus did it all. Christianity is all about heaven toward earth. Not the only other way around. There are works. But the works are only consequences of these blessings. So here comes an important question. A faith question for 2022. If you are completely convinced, insecure, that God will give you everything that Jesus deserves in this year, what would you ask God to bless you? I'm going to repeat. What would you want God to bless you if you were completely persuaded and certain that God will give you everything that Jesus deserves in 2022. Now, the first thing that comes into your heart, the first thing that comes into your spirit, take notes of that. Go to your phone and get note of that because this is a prophetic insight. This is something that the Lord gave you and it will come to pass. You just need to nest this cherish this surround this water this promise in your spirit in your intuition with faith you water this with faith but you have to to release that the first thing that comes second corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 i'll give you two verses so you can consider this promptness in your heart for you know the grace of our lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of Vine Church know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? We know the grace. And because we know the grace, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Anybody in this house can take hold of this, this blessing, this promise. Second verse I want to give you as you consider this promptness, this inner small voice giving you this intuition. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of His 
power toward us who believe. According to the working of His great might. It is not by your might. It is not by your intelligence. It is not by your capacity. It is not by your strength. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Pastor, I, I don't like to set expectations. You know, like this. I don't want to get frustrated. I don't want to have my heart broken. Because things did not come to pass. Look, this idea may work when somebody overrate a movie. And you don't want to create expectation before watching a movie. It can work when you are going to this new job and you don't want to create this false expectation. Or maybe when you buy a new car and you don't want to just like create this over expectation. But with God, you can exaggerate it. With God, you can think far beyond. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now to Him... Who is able. Say with me. God is able. Say it again. Jesus is able. Now to him who is able to do, to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. So think. Think. Imagine. Think. Create in your mind. Bring into your mind. But not according to your positive thinking. Not according to your human expectation, but with the biblical, firm, hope, foundation that we have in Christ Jesus. According to the power at work within us. Now, I only preach 30% of my message. And I don't have more time. So we're going to continue our series. Probably going to be more than seven weeks. I don't care. But I need to close this message with you guys. Giving you the right basis, the solid ground where you stand expecting things that Jesus deserves. You, you are not expecting, again, just because your pastor is trying to motivate you. It's just because somehow, you know, ear changed, ear, new ear creates this vibe of good expectation. No, 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 no. You have a solid, firm foundation to believe Everything Jesus deserves, you and I can receive. Let me invite you to stand up. And the basis, the basis for our living hope, pay attention, don't get distracted. The basis for our living hope is God's character ratified in His covenant. Let me repeat this. Why can we expect greater things in 2022? Why can we expect accelerated blessings in 2022? Why can I expect all the blessings Jesus deserves in this year? Because of God's character confirmed by His eternal covenant. Probably I'm going to stretch this next week. But since we're going to celebrate this covenant today, as we take the elements, we're going to be reminded of this covenant. I want to read this verse for you. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 40. I'll make with them an everlasting covenant. 
that I will not turn away from doing good to them. Come on, somebody. And I'll put the fear of me in their hearts, that they may not return from me. I will rejoice in doing them good. And I will plant them in this land in faithfulness. With all my heart and all my soul. The Lord doesn't need to affirm these words for us. As someone that needs to promise and give an oath that He will fulfill His words. Because God in essence... In nature, is truthful. God, in essence, is all truth. He never lies. Not that he is, you know, holding himself to, you know, maybe lie. No, no, no. He cannot lie. It's not part of his nature. He will never lie. But because of our weakness, God turned his character, his essence, in an oath, in a covenant. The eternal, everlasting covenant. And when Jesus gathered the disciples around him in the Last Supper, he said to them, Mark chapter 14, This is my blood of the everlasting covenant, which is poured out for many. As the elements go around, please, everybody that is baptized, everybody that made this public confession of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior through baptism. Please take the elements. You can already unwrap. Very soft the instruments. Don't eat yet. Don't drink yet. Just hold in your hands. Careful so you don't spill it over. Just hold it, the elements. Now, it's important for, for you to have this firm base, this solid basis for your expectation. Let me say this. Don't, don't lose the track of thoughts here, please. Keep your, your attention with me. It's very important that I give you this steady, unshakable, unchangeable foundation for your expectation. Because if, if I don't give that to you, you're going to just have positive thinking. Because you're just going to have good wishes, right? This kind of exchanges of happy new year, have a blessed and amazing year. And just like empty words. But our expectation, our hope is a living hope. It's a hope that turns into faith because it's grounded in a covenant. Now pay attention. Guys, don't, don't lose this. If your expectation is founded in anything else, in anyone else, in the bad day. In the day that you fail, in the day that things are not going as you had planned, as you had expected, 
you're going to call your discipler and you're going to give up on leading your life group. In the middle of the season, because you grounded your expectation into this relationship. Oh, pastor, now that I have this relationship, now I can serve. Now I can give. Now, pastor, that I have this job, now I can participate more. Now I can be more generous. Now you are firm, pay attention, your hope in things, in business, in people. And all these are shakeable. All these are changeable. But when our hope is grounded and founded in the covenant of a God that never lies, the God that when He says, it takes places. Like Pastor Tulu said, when God says, it, it becomes. It takes places. It is. It is. It comes into substance. Now, when bad days come, when temporarily, momentarily, things are not going as we had planned and expected, I take my eyes out of the circumstances and I keep my eyes in the covenant. The everlasting, unchangeable covenant of the blood. With the elements in your hands. Thank Jesus for 2021. And say, God, I'm expecting greater things 2022. Jesus, I'm so thankful because signs and wonders followed us in the past year. But we believe in greater things for 2022. God, as we are at the table, be reminded of the covenant. Be reminded of the God that never lies and firms His promises into a covenant. Today, Jesus, we set our hope. We find, we found our hope in this covenant. The covenant of the blood. The covenant of your love. You love us despite of our mistakes. Despite of our errors, failures, stumblings, your love comes after us. Your blessings are running after us. Oh, we believe that all these blessings will overtake us. That's our expectation today, God. As we hold these elements, we are reminded our relationship basis is a covenant. That's why in the name of the Lord Jesus, we believe. We believe. Come on, say this to the Lord that you believe. You believe and let the Lord bring in your heart promises long ago that was hovering upon you. As you eat and drink in Jesus' name. You can eat, you can drink as we worship Jesus again.